Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Good Radio Network, radio that does a world of good. This isn't your average talk radio show. Blah, 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 We're blasting away the old tried and not so true mold. Instead, TGRN turns talk into action. And action leads to doing positive things for people, our environment, and even the animals. Well, I'm only one person. What can I do? A lot. Join host Frankie Picasso while she turns talk into doing and gets results. This is the Good Radio Network. Yes, you can do it if you try, even if you're just a regular guy. Now, here's your host, Frankie Picasso. Good day to you, and welcome to the Good Radio Network. I am so pleased to be with you today, and I'm really excited about our guests. But first, the Good Minute. So, how about Dog Day Afternoon? In Calgary, the Calgary Parks Outdoor Committee puts together an amazing day. When they're just about to close their outdoor pools, they offer a fundraiser for the Humane Society where they allow you to bring your dogs for a swim in their pools. They get to frolic and fun and and have barking and all kinds of great stuff. And, And they raise a whole bunch of money for the Calgary Humane Society. And I just wish that we could do that everywhere because my dog absolutely loves to swim. And would enjoy that so much. How how much fun would that be just to jump in the pool with your dog? (laughs) I love it. Well, today, my show is for everybody, really, but it would be of particular interest to nonprofits and volunteers alike. Carol Long and Matthew Martindale are the co-founders of The Great Positive, a social good platform that helps nonprofits find a way to better engage with its donors and volunteers by making it easier for individuals and groups to discover ways to give back, stay informed, and keep track of their social impact. In fact, they're really making philanthropists in training, and I just absolutely love it. And their mission is to create a sustainable online, offline social giving ecosystem. And we're going to talk to them a little bit more about that. But first, Carol is a marketing and business development professional by trade, and she considers herself to be a dedicated philanthropist, first and foremost. She's been volunteering since the age of 12, and at that time she knew that it would be her lifelong mission to help others and improve the world, a hearty goal. Armed with an MBA, Carol was inspired to leverage technology to help all causes instead of a specific one. And so some of the highlights in her career include leading the product development of High Table, an online peer-to-peer community for CIOs, and leading the marketing for Mineo, a SaaS startup focused on location-based tax solutions. So after 17 years of volunteering and seven years of business experience, Carol is continuing now to live out her lifelong passion by building great positive to help amplify giving. Love it. And Matthew is also a passionate entrepreneur with a long-time fascination with how we can use technology to improve people's lives and their communities without getting in the way of human nature and the desire to live a life offline. So his journey became serious while spending time in Columbus, Ohio, building Seabuster, an online-to-offline social network that brought like-minded locals together Uh, around the concept that a greater community starts with openness to discover and meet new people. He sold Seabuster and decided to join 2U, a leader in online education technology, uh, as a front-end focused engineer, and eventually he became the senior UX UI director before resigning to start Great Positive a few months ago. So he has nearly 15 years of web tech and UX UI design experience. And Matthew, um, as he co-founded Great Positive, he also is looking for ways to simplify the way that people communicate, collaborate, and give within their communities. So, you know, the question really is, Matthew and Carol, how did you guys hook up? I can see, you know, how this meshing of of great minds, but how did you meet? Well, first off, you know, thank you so much for having us on the show. Um, We're so grateful for the opportunity and very humbled by it. Um, but such a good starting off question. <laughs> Matthew, do you uh, have any input on how we met? <laughs> do you want to share a story? Yeah. yeah, so it's actually funny because I, being the long history of being passionate about finding ways for people to discover each other um, and giving more opportunities for you to meet 
um, like-minded people um, through technology and, and the internet. It's becoming more and more common. Carol and I actually met online, and um, over I think the first few months of since we met, we um, we had a, several discussions about um, this this sort of concept of great cop positive and and some of the early ideas. And um, I think um, through those discussions, we started finding. Um, things that we kept coming back to that really, um, I think, sparked uh, the most energy in us and um, it, it went on to uh, lead to us starting Great Positive. And it's funny because one of the pictures that you posted on your website, it actually captured yeah. us volunteering at a composting site um, just a couple of days into meeting each other online. And so, you know, it goes to show it's just bringing that online relationship offline and building more meaningful connections and you know, we came together, and now we're building great positive. It's it's amazing. Now, did you meet through his C-Buster, or did you meet on a dating site, or did you meet on a techie site? Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> uh, all right, you caught us. We we actually did meet on a dating site, howaboutwe.com. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love that. I love it. You know, I think I think that's, you know, a really great way to meet people, especially when you're busy. And, and just don't have time. But look at, I mean, your, your value system obviously meshed. You're out there volunteering within days of meeting. I love it. And now you're creating something that is so special and so needed for these nonprofits. Yeah, I, I, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead, Carol. No, it's just like you said, it would have been nearly impossible just to meet someone like that just in person at a bar or at a party. And, because our profiles were so aligned and we knew that we both wanted to give back in more meaningful ways, that's how Great Positive was born. And right now we're working really hard to solve the gap within um, technology for nonprofits and figure out a way to make it a more efficient system for nonprofits. Um, so, yeah, magical thing how technology works. <laughs> I know that you posted recently how many volunteers there are in America. Do you recall that number? I think oh, you posted yeah. it today. Over, maybe. Yeah, 64.5 million Americans volunteered last year, amounting to close to 8 billion hours. Wow, that's a lot. And and do you know how much money they raised? Yes, um, approximately $360 billion. That's about 360 Yep, three hundred and sixty billion dollars was raised for volunteer by volunteers for for organizations, uh, nonprofits, and and others like alike. I, I assume so. That's a lot of money. Why yeah. is there still a gap? Why is there still a gap? So and I hear it over and over. And, yeah, interestingly enough, only. 6.4% of those donations were made online. Surprisingly, right? You think that yeah. we're in the age of the Internet, we're glued to our phones, but only 6.4% of donations are made online. And that's, you know, in part, it's really because majority of the givers right now are the baby boomers. Um, mm -hmm. And as that number shrinks and as the number of millennials grow, that number is just going to increase. And I think year over year right now it's growing at, at a rate of 13% which is faster than the growing rate of about 4% right now. So we know it's coming. We're just on the cusp of online giving, and there are so many solutions out there right now that are trying to solve it. And so we're just one of those players who've just been – who have sitting back and using our experience in marketing and technology, and, you know, we've figured out a way to but uh, make online giving accessible to everyone. Right, but aside from the online portion of that, it's still a lot of money that was that was collected and given out to organizations, and the gap still exists that that you know more money is always needed. So you know, part of it is um, due to attrition, right? People leave, people yes. get you know they've given. There's compassion fatigue. Um, you know, people don't want to knock on doors. People don't want to answer doors. They're afraid. So online really is a, a, a you know palatable way to give, especially in today's society. The problem yeah, is, I you mean, know, that. I, go ahead, Matthew. Yeah, I mean, uh, about 69% um, of the population gives currently. Um, in in going in 
Uh, nonprofits lose over 60% of their donors every year. So that is obviously a, a big problem um, when so many people give, but they're mm-hmm. losing so many every year. So they have to replace them, and they have to come up with new ways, new marketing plans, new communication, new technology to try to figure out how to get donors back and, and gain new donors. And going back to the conversation about um, uh, millennials and giving um, in, in te- the way technology plays a role in this, it's, you know, it, it seems like we have so many amazing things that technology has um, produced, and, and that's mm-hmm. completely true. But it, it's only until somewhat recently in the big picture that we sort of figured out what really works, and I think we're still figuring those things out. And so you have a generation of, um, a long-time generation of the way nonprofits work, the way they raise money, and the way donors give, it's very old school in a way, and, um, right. and that's fine, but we're starting to figure out, okay, here's how we can utilize technology to create better results and, and, and quite possibly, and we believe, a more sustainable way of giving. And that's through technology and through everything that we've learned and um, closing a feedback loop that nonprofits a lot of times struggle to, to maintain because they don't have additional resources all the time to to compete with all the high tech companies that are attracting all the marketing people, all the tech people, all the other brilliant people that are able to accomplish and um, results and storytelling, all those things. So we really believe that with technology and, and providing several tools for nonprofits to benefit from, um, they can kind of take a step back and, and really do what they do best. Um, and I, we believe that that's how things get done when you take people's strengths and you put them to work versus right. trying to do it all. And I think yeah. we can play a significant role in that. Yeah, and Frankie, and, I mean, great points, Matt. Um, and just tying that into what Frankie said about donor fatigue, you know, one of the ways we're solving that is that we, you know, re, um, creating a way to, to personalize the experience and making it unique to everyone. Right now mm-hmm. we're used to nonprofits you know, sending us letters in the mail, emails about asking, asking, asking. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, it's going to be donor fatigue, but we're coming up with a way to um, involve supporters in a different way. So, for instance, you know, when I turn turn 30 next year, I'm going to donate my birthday towards a certain cause and say, hey, instead of going out to dinner with me or going out to the bar or throwing a party, how about you donate $30 in good faith? Or for mm-hmm. others, maybe they, they want to quit smoking. They're like, well, if I raise $1,000 towards the American Cancer Society or something, the, you know, I will make a bigger effort to quit smoking. There's just the, the possibilities are endless in ways of how to involve people. And, and let's face it, you know, majority of donors, they donate um, impulse or they donate because right. a friend or a colleague asks. And that's not ideal. Of course, we want everyone to be educated on the cause that they're donating to, which which Great Pause will also really solve um, in terms of how we we pose the facts. But, you know, Mm -hmm. we're just leveraging how humans behave in their giving and and using technology, once again, to amplify that. Well, I really like the, you know, the way that you've you've, um, created the the profiles for for the individual giver and, and for the campaigns. I mean, they're bright, they're fun, there's facts. You, you make it, you know, almost fun to to meet this person and find out what who they are and why they want to give and what what it means to them. And that's kind of nice to have a story. You know, we learn by story and we we engage with a story. So I think that that's a really effective uh, part of your marketing. One thing that's come up for me this week a lot. It's, it's kind of really strange. Is the idea of the gaming industry and how people are using for millennials, especially this gaming um, satisfaction, reward, all that kind of stuff they're putting into um, efforts like, like what you're doing. Like, have you, have you, do you have anything like that? Or have you thought of that, Matthew? Yeah. Um, and gaming's definitely sort of a fascinating um, trend that's, that's happening a lot of, in, in a lot of companies are coming up with really creative ways to get people who may not generally give as much or, or or just ways to get people to give more um and they're coming up with creative way other creative ways to to get them more engaged in 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 giving back um generally through things that interest them already and so you know the gaming industry is a huge thing so if you can tie gaming to 
giving back, you're you're going to get results. And I think there are a lot of niche ways you can um, accomplish things like that. We don't generally have um, uh, what I would call a game gamification, um, but we do. We are interested in the idea of um, of the profile in, in general because people over time they give more than you may um, keep track of. And so mm-hmm. when you see somebody's profile and you see the things they care about and all of the activity at the giving that they've um, you know contributed to nonprofits and, and volunteer hours and things like that, over time that stuff builds up and it's a it's a, it becomes a very meaningful profile, something you're very proud of. And I've always mm-hmm. thought of, um, you know, there's there's certain aspects of life that I think everybody at some point sort of thinks about. And it's there's an important part as family and friends. There's relationships. There's um, so there's relationships. There's the professional career, and then there's the way what you've contributed to society, and whether that's giving back or helping people in in your lifetime or whatever. And it's sort of missing in in today's technology world is we have Facebook, we have LinkedIn, and it shows off all these cool things, our friends and our lifestyle, and then it shows off um, all of our professional life. But we don't have that thing that shows off what we give back. And so that's um, – we find this really interesting and something we want to build on top of. And also it comes back to the power of people when you give people a chance, you know, and the whole idea of connecting with people that are like-minded. One thing right. um, when I was working with CBuster is – the one common thing was that everybody was in the same area and everybody wanted to meet new people. So when you have Mm -hmm. a common interest like that, it becomes actually really easy to get people together. So here you have people that that care about things, that care about the world, that care about helping animals or people or solving big problems. So it becomes a lot easier and removes a lot of the barriers that people tend to have or, um, you know, nervousness about meeting new people. And when you get people together around powerful causes, amazing things can happen. So that's that we will, we really want to focus a lot of energy on that as well and in, in creating powerful communities for our nonprofits to be able to engage with. Yeah, like, I'm wondering, Matt brought up a, Sorry, Carol, oh, go ahead. Um, well, Matt brought up a good point about how, you know, there's not really one place that keeps track of our giving. And so, right. and I think we foresee over time, we will have all that data and we can actually really qualify things. It's not just about dollars, but it's about, you know, how many, you know, how much food were you able to contribute? How many school supplies were you able to contribute? And just, I think, visualizing that alone is, is a, I guess, a, a sense of gamification, you know, not in, not in terms of like a leaderboard or you're a mayor of this place, but more of just the qualifying, bringing things to life and telling that story like you brought up, you know, you hit the nail on the head. It's about <clears throat> building unique stories. And of course, every nonprofit has a unique story, but now individuals will get to tell their own version of the story in relation to the cause that they care about. So you're able to track that data and would you be able to say, Frankie, you know, just donated or she, you know, she's reached a milestone of, of giving $50,000 or something like that. And, and at that price point, let's say we can um, award her or, re- or reward her with recognition somehow. Is that going to be possible? Like I'm just thinking either the, the organization itself or Great Positive or Great, you know, Good Radio or somebody, you know, Ambassadors of Good, you know, recognize. People aren't doing it to be recognized, but it's nice to be recognized. It's nice to be acknowledged for what you do because, you know, let's face it, uh, not too many people, you know, acknowledge of, us for, for, for the good things that we do in our life. <laughs> so it's like, you yeah, know, we all want to be awesome. humble about it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, certainly um, we – we we aren't currently um, focused on kind of the rewards aspect. We are exploring some ideas. We're just trying to write and to find the right fit, a good balance, right. because there's um, I think there's a healthy balance. And because especially when it comes to giving back, you know, people tend to be like they want people to know that they're giving back because they never know who they're going to influence. But they're really uncomfortable with the idea of being kind of a showboat about it. Like, right, right. So it's finding the right balance where we can have this healthy community of people that are are, are influenced by each other and not looking mm-hmm. at each other kind of like we do on other social media platforms where the number of followers you have makes you 
kind of a better social media person right, for something. Right. So those type of things are, are just unhealthy numbers to, to care about too much. So we're trying to find um, – we're going to explore this until we find something that kind of fits and and doesn't rub anyone the wrong way. But I think there are plenty of opportunities. And the only reason we just ha- we haven't put a lot of focus on the now is because we're putting so much energy into um, just making a great product in terms of fundraising and, and campaigns right. and things like that. And it is yeah, great. Well, we have a caller. Let's let's take oh, her great. or him. <laughs> Hold on. Let's see. Hi, Area Six Three Zero. You're on air. Hello. Hi. This is Hi. This is Ross K from Streetwise, and not all wounds bleed. Hi. How are you? Doing good. How are you guys doing today? I think we're all excellent. Great. How are you, Ross? Yeah, great. So good to hear from you, Ross. <laughs> yes. Glad to hear from you guys too. I just want to give you guys a lot of kudos with, uh, you know, uh, launching a great positive and, and uh, updating it and providing a lot of cool features to uh, uh, us fundraisers at the nonprofit that use it. So, have you found an increase in in, in funds coming to Streetwise? Yes. Uh, right now, we're kind of working on it. Just got access to it, but for not all wounds bleed, we have found that there has been uh, an increase in terms of the funds. Um, in terms of outreach, too, even though we're very small and new. And uh, we expect the same with Streetwise being a larger organization, more established within the Chicago area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, we're we're just rolling through it right now, and we're also testing you at CRM and things like that, too. But we're very excited to move forward with it. Tell us, tell us all what you do. So... Uh, for Streetwise, Streetwise is a, uh, a nonprofit here in Chicago. Um, we have three different programs. The first one is our magazine vendor program where we give people a job immediately to sell our magazine, which is Streetwise Magazine. And they're buying and selling and they're becoming entrepreneurs and learning mar- uh, marketing Are these homeless skills, people? Sales, skills. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Yep. So, sorry. Kind of dive into it and then I forget that part. Yes, they're homeless or at-risk individuals. Mm-hmm. So they're um, making an income, you know, and then they get connected with our other two programs, which are Transitional Jobs, which is a uh, two-week course teaching hard and soft skills um, that are useful in the traditional job world. And there's also a part of that where um, we place people um, in employment and also mm-hmm. support them for 30 days and provide the third piece, which is uh, social and supportive services, which deals with getting public aid, food stamps, uh, housing, uh, general counseling, you know, access to health services. Um, so that's what we do there. We're expanding our reach as we speak. <laughs> that's one of the reasons. Awesome. And, um, yeah. Do so you have clothes on as well? Sorry, Carol. Go ahead. No, Say that sorry. again. Sorry. I missed Go that ahead, one. Carol. It's okay. No, Go ahead, Carol. I was just saying, Ross has been with us, you know, throughout the early days, and he's been there giving us feedback and growing with our um, product. And it's just I've learned so much from Ross, and even when he just joined Streetwise recently, I thought it was such a fascinating nonprofit. Like, I think it's genius, giving homeless people, uh, you know, a meaningful way to ha- have a job and make money on their own and selling these magazines. I just thought it was brilliant, so I just wanted to add that comment in. <laughs> Learning Thank so much you. from all of our clients. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's yeah, it. I love it here. Yeah. That's awesome. Great. Well, you know, I really appreciate you you calling in and and so you've you've noticed some numbers increasing. What about volunteers? Are they increasing? Um right now we get a lot of volunteers uh already, but we, that's what we're looking into. We haven't really dabbled into that, but we're expecting that it will help us manage it manage them easier because we're going through um, kind of issues in terms of finding placements. But, how do uh, how did these folks pay for the newspaper or the magazine that, that they sell? So there are two different methods right now. Uh, number one is cash that goes directly to the vendor and um, to us uh, indirectly. Mm-hmm. And this the second option, which we're kind of going to transition away from, is PayPal. We're looking at right. um, we have mobile apps that are have been developed but have not been piloted or tested and I'm personally pushing for that, our executive director and a couple other people just to see if, if they work for our um our customers, for the for the vendors and things like that. But uh it's primarily cash right now. 
Okay. And so you would recommend this to other nonprofits? Oh, yes, of course. I mean, it's been <laughs> extremely awesome to us. Yeah, I mean, it just makes my life so much easier. And, and uh, I just heard a couple of things that are going to be rolled out in uh, the next couple of weeks and, and stuff that are, are extremely exciting for us, too. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for calling. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thanks Ross. Take care, Ross. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, there you go. <laughs> straight, straight from one of your clients' mouths. That's awesome. That was really sweet that he called in. I was wondering, um, are your nonprofits all uh, U.S.-based? Yes. Yeah, and that's solely for the reason of, um, you know, tax reasons so that all donors make sure that, you know, their donations are tax deductible. That's all. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. I I just found out this year, and I don't know why I just found out this year, but that – I was donating to all of these causes and I couldn't, I couldn't write them off because they weren't, they were out of country. So it was kind of strange. It's funny because about two weeks ago, we started a conversation with an international nonprofit NGO and um, we're looking to explore ways to streamline that process of um, being able to get tax deductible donations for international nonprofits in the U S. So that's also in the works. I'm not in the immediate future, but it's something that's, uh, you know, on our radar. Right. Well, I'm in Canada, but it would be nice if they could, you oh. know, I mean, Canada <laughs> and the U.S. are so close, right? It, yeah. it, it's so silly, but um, it doesn't matter. You know what? It's still a really wonderful, and maybe you'll expand to Canada, too. So, I mean, there's oh, lots of lots of crossovers with, with them. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I know that a lot of people, if you remember back to, um, what happened in Haiti with the Red Cross? The Red Cross had had um, received you know millions of dollars and uh, to rebuild um, homes and, and schools and things like that. And they didn't use any of the money. They decided um, against better wisdom mm-hmm. that they would hold on to that for something else. So, are you finding that with the big organizations, or do you call them, or do anything like that? Um, because when I give to an organization uh, like Mercy Ships, I give to Mercy Ships. I like I like knowing that 100% of my money is going to what I'm the cause that I, I I'm I want to give to. For instance, when I, I I'm also an artist, and when I paint, I paint for Mercy Ships um, to mm-hmm. so the whole the whole money goes to give a child uh, cleft palate surgery. And I know because I discussed with them that every time I give them money, that some child's going to have a surgery. And I like knowing mm-hmm. that. So do you do do you find that you've met other people like myself that want to make sure that the money that they give goes to what it's supposed to? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's mm-hmm. becoming in more and more of a standard for nonprofits um, that they put a, a, a great amount of effort into being transparent and also um, nonprofits that have a 100% model, which, you know, 100% of the money goes towards the cause. Um are more and more becoming um, kind of the leaders. Um, it, it's it's a it's a tough um, it's a tough one because you know so many people that put in their put in their work day to day to to make causes uh, to make nonprofits function and make results actually happen. Um, things need to get paid for, and it's really tough for nonprofits to be able to find um, additional money to be able to to cover operational costs. So that's always a really tough one. I think mm-hmm. the, the, big, the most important aspect for nonprofits is transparency because I think the more and more that they are open about their numbers and how much money goes towards operational costs, um, the more likely people are willing to sort of get over the fact that some money is going to operational costs. I think it's, it's, it's knowing how much what percentage is going to the cost and which is going elsewhere versus not knowing at all and then finding right. out later that I think it rubs people the wrong way. So transparency is a big issue. And, of course, the 100% model nonprofits, they're able to pull these things off. Um, they have a lot of in-kind donors that are, are, are covering other costs, and it's extremely mm-hmm. – um, it's a lot of work, and it, and it requires a lot of partnerships. So it's one thing um, that, you know, donors sometimes need to keep in mind is that 
nonprofits have it a lot of, there's a lot of scrutiny with nonprofits versus like a like a company that is um charging you extra for what the product actually would cost because they're covering right. operational costs as well but we don't right. really balk at that nearly as much but there's something to be said about transparency and in, in in our next release we're actually um there's going to be ways for nonprofits to be able to highlight the transparency um put some numbers awesome. in and say you know 75% of the the money goes right. towards causes or whatever it is. So we we do have an, a, the interest in continuously making that possible for nonprofits so that they can demonstrate um, uh, the really good from information for for potential donors. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem think, with them making a salary. You know, I think people mm-hmm. deserve mm-hmm. to have a salary, but mm-hmm. I have a problem with them making a four hundred thousand dollars salary or Absolutely. taking money for a specific yep. reason and not. Val, you know, put, taking that money that I gave you and putting it there. Like, that's wrong. Like, that was cheating. Mm-hmm. And Red, what Red Cross did was, you know, just out and out theft, really. Yeah. Who knows what they're going to do with that money? <laughs> it's a great and that's sort of the here. part it's of the a, process. Yeah, it, it's an education. Because actually, we talked to uh, another large nonprofit that's comparable to the Red Cross. And mm-hmm. when they raise emergency, they, they – they told us that, I mean, this was a learning experience. They said that sure. they always have a certain amount of money in reserve for emergency relief. And when disaster mm-hmm. strikes, they actually have, you know, millions set aside. And so when they're raising extra money when a disaster does strike, it's actually just replenishing that bank and for future things. You know, I, I, I know it sounds a little, it's a gray area, but at the end of the day, And I can understand cool, that too, cool Carol. Money. Mm-hmm. I can understand mm-hmm. that. But they never took the money and did what they said they were going to do. Right. So it doesn't matter if yeah. I've got a yeah. million dollars yeah. in the bank reserved and you're going to fill it back up. That's cool. But take that million dollars and build the houses, rebuild them. Yeah. But they never did yeah. any of that. No. Absolutely right. And so that's where transparency will come into play. And right. hopefully, you know, great positive, we'll be able to highlight that. And, yeah, it's an education process. That's fantastic. And keeping people I, accountable. Know, yeah. I love what you guys are doing. I really do. Like, people – give a lot and they're asked to give a lot and sometimes it's embarrassing you go to a, a grocery store and, and they set up you know they've got their own charity and, hey do you want to give a dollar to our charity or two dollars and you go no thank you and they look at you and you say hey you know what i gave I already gave to 10 people today like how many people are you expected to give to right and and yeah. and so with everybody giving it, it does become a little bit tiresome now you mentioned i think it was you matthew that you I think it doesn't matter. Uh, millennials aren't giving as much. Maybe as you, Carol, aren't is giving as much as the baby boomers. Now, do you think that's because they don't make as much money, or um, they're just not? It's not in their character. I think it's just a, um, a stage in life. Probably, you know, when you're younger, you have less extra money, and and you might not. I think more and more millennials are actually becoming more and more. Uh, emotionally engaged in causes and, and caring more, way more than I ever used to when I was um, their age, mm-hmm. like right high school, just after high school, and things like that. I think I think the I think the intentions are there and everything like that. I think it's probably just a different time in life. I think when you're older and you you, you have more resources, you're settled down and and you're probably I think looking back at life a little differently. You know. You're in. You, you're trying just to have an impact the way you can, and 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 lead by example because, you know, the youth. That's how that's how they learn to to to, to be more compassionate and, and give back and things like that. The increase um, is happening though. Millennials are are giving way more digitally than uh, baby boomers are. So they're sort of proving the the future of giving. And I also think um, there's different levels of giving. There's there's the the financial giving and then there's also donating time and um, right. a lot of a lot of young kids are out there getting you know getting dirty and 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 donating their time and and also it, this, with the way uh, technology is now and we have the social networks and people have um, large uh, large audiences you know it it it's one thing to give a hundred dollars but if you're also on top of that generating another $500, which is what the average individual fundraising campaign, right around $500, 
um, it's generating. So if you donate $25, people know that you care about a cause and you're giving to it as well, and you raise another $500, it's your, the increase in that impact is great. So it's not about the, the individual dollar amount. It's right. about what that does. And, and, and again, that's where we, we really want to have an impact is to show people that it's, when, when you donate $25, you know, it goes a long way. It might only it seem like a small amount, but it, it, can, it ends up being $500. It ends up being $1,000. Right. And in some people's cases, it becomes massive campaigns that are wildly successful. So that's the big thing is these small things add up. And we want to help people, one, uh, show them that these things add up and they're having a much bigger influence than they thought they would. And plus, um, be able to show that, it, you know, we're, we're generating a lot more money. One of the things um, I did in my past career was I was um, influ- I was with government and I was influencing those 40 hours of, of volunteer time that um, high school students have to do and here in Canada. And I think they have to do it in the U.S. too. I'm not sure how many hours they do, but there, there's a component to graduating that you must volunteer in the community. Mm-hmm. Do you have that? Did you have that when you went to school? I personally, yeah, did. I think we had to volunteer about ten hours a school year, a minimum. Um, yeah. And I, th- it was a really fulfilling experience. But I don't think that's a mandate within <clears throat> all high schools in the U.S. Okay. Yeah, yeah we have I forty hours. Have no. Okay. Yeah, and it was interesting because there's so many. Um, I think that there's so many different volunteer opportunities out there other than just picking up trash at the side of a road mm-hmm. that people don't know about. Mm-hmm. And it'd be interesting. I don't know if you're interested in doing it, but I think it would be interesting for somebody like Great Positive to go to high schools and tell them about it. Look at all the different nonprofits you have, the volunteer opportunities that exist going to, you know, South America and bringing eyeglasses or, you know, who knows, right? There's just so many different opportunities that people have no idea um, they could do as a volunteer and learn so much by doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then also there's opportunities to to learn a lot and get involved. And then uh, I think another important thing for people to remember is that using what you have and not trying to be something you're not is important. And one thing we've really tried to focus on our energy on is um, realizing that there are pe- everyone has a different situation in their life. Some people have more money than others. Some people Mm -hmm. have more time than others. Some people have larger networks than others. And using those things that you have instead of the things you don't have and using them to the best of your abilities. If you have money and you can give more than others, that's great. You can do that. And if you have more time than somebody else, you're the person that's on the ground volunteering and that's okay. As long as, Mm -hmm. you know, giving back doesn't have to be, you have to volunteer, you have to um, give money, you have to do this and you have to do this. Just do what you can do your best at in within your means and, and do it well. I mean, I think there are so many different ways to give back that it's, and, and, and it's completely okay to not give money and give time or right. not give money or time because you don't have it, but utilize the network that you have because you can influence a lot of people. And I think yeah. when people become okay with that, we're going we're gonna to see a lot more progress in things. Yeah, and I and I would love to, you know, for Great Positive to be that platform where we can educate and inform others, like you said, going out to high schools. Um, there are so many um, sources out there right now that do highlight these different giving opportunities. Like, I, you know, coming from New York City, not everyone knows that there's a New York City service app that highlights all the different ways to give back within the city every day or volunteer match, you know, is another great right. organization. Or, or Catch a Fire leverages your professional experience to help nonprofits because it's not about just, you know, picking up trash on the side or going to soup kitchens. You, could, you know, if you're a marketer or if you're a lawyer, you can really, like, give your pro bono services. On this. So the possibilities are endless. Like I introduced you to, to – um uh, spare New York City, right? Where you eat, dine out and you can just round up your bill and it goes to the food yeah. bank. Like stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Like it's just, there's so many easy ways now to, to give money. And and you're right, Matthew. You know what? Even if it's $2, $2 adds up. Pennies add up. You know? Absolutely. It all adds up. We, uh, we, we get caught up in our world because, you know, $25 doesn't go a long way. And, right. And, but $25 goes 
a long way other parts of the world. And so, you know, I think we take for granted a lot of things sometimes and we try not to, but that's one thing to keep in mind. I think showing people that $2 goes a long way and even 10 cents can go a long way. So um, There are people that, that live on a dollar a day that feed families on a dollar a day, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and a lot of times you'll have organizations, if you give, then they'll match. And so you might not know that, but, you know, you giving $5, is they've matched it, now there's $10. So um, I would never be embarrassed about giving a small amount. No, and the volunteer – one... mm-hmm. go ahead, Carol. <laughs> One one of the nonprofits that we work with on our platform, Rescuing Leftover Cuisine, I think they mm-hmm. gave us an amazing stat. Um, for every dollar uh, that you contribute, it saves a hundred pounds of food of waste. Wow! You know they're the ones who go around to restaurants and events, and they pick up the food and they redistribute it to shelters and churches and you know and food pantries. So one dollar equals a hundred pounds of food. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, that's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. You, Carol, you you started giving at a really young age, and I'm wondering is was that influenced by your family, by how you were raised, or is just something inside of you? It's it, you know it's always a it's a mixture of factors. Of course, you know my family mm-hmm. we we're all very generous people, generous to each other, and so of course being around that has made it. But just I think also growing up in, you know, I wasn't born rich, you know, I lived no. in a re- I had a very humble upbringing, but I was also very appreciative of what I had and what my family had to provide and what my community teaches. And so because I was so grateful and happy where I was, um, I gave back the, you know, the way I knew how to. And at that point, it was just volunteering and because I felt like everyone deserves a chance to be happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how I started with it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I Matthew, can sort of relate did you have to that, that example. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I wasn't as involved when I was younger as Carol was, but for me, it's a it's a similar scenario where you know, um, growing up, like, um, we we were. I'm not from a wealthy family, so I think just over time, like, you know money I don't value it as much as I value other things so it's never something that I'm kind of chasing all the time but I see how things can impact other people like I get emotionally fired up and connected to other people's stories and struggles and even whether it's the struggles or the the really great positive stories of people overcoming something or just doing something great that's stuff that really like makes me want to do this kind of work versus something else. Mm-hmm. So for me, that just really impacts me a lot. So I sort of chase things where I can either help people or help a lot of other people help other people. Like as long as it's impacting somebody's lives positively, that's that's really all I care about. I love that. Okay, we have a caller. Let's see who it is. Hello, Area 682, uh-huh. you're on air. Hi. Uh, hi. Hi, this is Richard. Richard Sumner. How Hi, are Richard. You? Good. This is hey, Frankie. Car- how are you? Hey. <laughs> I am doing good. Hey, hey, Kara. How are you? This is Richard. Hi, with, Richard. Uh, good to hear you. <laughs> it's always great to hear Who you. Who are you with, Richard? <laughs> I am with a different uh, few organizations. Um, uh-huh. Uh huh. I am with uh, For Love and Art, mm-hmm. uh, which is, and these both of these nonprofits are here in Dallas, and another one which okay. is called Y O Y O T M. World Foundation. Okay. And what does that one do? So uh, the For Love and Art is uh, a nonprofit that's focused on bringing the art, uh, museum art experience to those with limited mobility. So what we partnered is with the museums around the country, the Smithsonian, the DMA, the Met, the Getty, uh, bringing that art experience to those with limited mobility. So those like in hospice, those uh, you know, in VA hospitals or children's hospitals who cannot go to the museum. So through the museum outreach program, we then bring those masterpieces to them bedside. Uh, wow. And the impact, oh, my gosh, of this experience, what we've seen on the hospice side alone, uh, and we're putting the numbers together to, to scientifically show, but what we've seen in observation is between the seven to 20% reduction of pain medication for those who have participated 
in the project. And it's just an amazing, amazing experience that happens. That's just on the hospice side. What we're seeing happen on the uh, working with veterans is we have a special art book working with the Amon Carter Museum with all the war imagery that goes back mm-hmm. to the beginning. And that particular book actually triggers the, uh, the, the, those who have PTSD. Uh, mm-hmm. And what it does is it's amazing because working with special therapists is it unlocks the barriers that are there uh, that prevent people from actually recovering because those that everything is really suppressed. And so mm-hmm. that's just amazing what we're seeing there. And then kids, it's wow. amazing as well. Art, art therapy is, is a very big thing that's taking off. And, uh, you know, if, if you've ever been to Austin, there's the Dell's Children's Hospital. It's amazing. We call it the uh, museum by day, hospital by night, but with the artwork and with the children. And they get to, you know, they're drawing. And we take this imagery and we incorporate it working with the museum artwork. And it really just allows for recovery. You could say it's a rapid recovery in that sense. But this is what's happening with, with on the art side of things. That's really – well, talking to an artist, so <laughs> – I love that. I love that. Okay. And tell us, tell us about the other one, the YOTM. So YOTM World Foundation is a completely different side of the spectrum. It works with uh, children and inner city communities, those uh, in, you know, who, are on, who are more likely to kind of take the same path. You know, they've grown up. They've, all they know is guns. They know, they know drugs. They know crime. And uh, – what they've seen, they're going to kind of repeat that same pattern. A lot of them have never, their parents, uh, their parents' parents have never graduated from high school or college. So working mm-hmm. with them is we help them. Uh, our focus is to provide uh, mentorship and leadership with people who are in the community so that they can kind of look forward and look to them to see, okay, this is somebody I can, I've seen them be successful so now it's opening up their view because they have a limited view. They only know what sure. success looks like, you know. And right. uh, and we also use uh, basketball or sports, you can say, to kind of help these kids. And a lot of people love basketball. We're very fortunate enough, and members of the group, uh, who have uh, association with professional uh, basketball and football players. So what we do is we actually bring these sports figures with the kids to the, to provide them that role model and say, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, this is a professional basketball player. Like, what kind of opportunity is that? Even people who aren't in those situations would love that opportunity. So they get to play and they get to learn. And then if they want to continue being part of that program, they have to maintain. they got to stay out of trouble. They have to have specific good grades. And mm-hmm. they, they have that straight and narrow path on what it takes to be successful. Because we believe that every child – can be successful irrespective of the circumstances. And, sure. if, and if money or funding or anything is in that way, then we go and we get it taken care of. Nice. Richard, what age group is this? Are you working with, with these kids? Uh, these kids are between 4 and 17. Okay. And is this just in Dallas? We have started in Dallas, and we're growing outside of that. Uh, now we're – now – uh, we're going to different communities. Uh, we've mm-hmm. had people in California already start reaching out to us, trying to say, hey, we have people, can they join your guys' program? So uh, communities where there is uh, people who are in similar situations, which happens mm-hmm. to be all over the United States. Sure, and so absolutely. We're, we're partnering. We've actually been the, working with some banks so that they can get, get, provide us uh, facilities that are not being used anymore. Uh, where we can go into these areas, which is typically where it's at, and be able to then, you know, make things happen. We're working with Sports Authority because they're big, huge on sports. Working with Carol. Mm-hmm. Carol is amazing. Oh, Carol has helped us so much with YOTM. Yeah, I wanted to ask you. Uh, I wanted to ask you. When did you first meet Great Positive? I ran into Great Positive. Uh, I was on Twitter handling the social media. I saw something. I engaged. Uh, me and Carol hit it off pretty quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And I have been recommending a number of nonprofits. Cause I'm, I'm very associated big in the nonprofit space. I just that's what I do nowadays. I give back. I haven't been in it as long as Carol has, but mm-hmm. uh, I love giving back. I'm on the technology side, and with Carol, she has just been amazing to help the organizations grow. She helped us completely just YLTM build the site from nothing 
into where yeah. it is today. Um, wow. And helps us on our social media, on our blogs. And, oh, yeah, it's it's been amazing working with her. And I continue to work with her like that. And so, so even have you the noticed team, an increase? Have you noticed well, we an increase seen, in, in your – Yeah. What what Carol has been able to provide for us is really like if you go if you saw the site like YOTM World. I'm just going to your site right now. Yeah. You can see that it's like uh, it's not. It's beautiful. uh, It's a beautiful site. It shows that hey, this is an organization that knows what they're doing. You know, you can see that it's uh, you know the reviews and everything and just uh, what it takes to actually be accredited. I guess is a good way to say is what. Carol has been able to help us provide for that organization because when it comes on the, you know, big part is getting donations. And so when people go to the site and they don't see that, Hey, is this a secured site? Is this just some random thing or whatever the situation is? So Carol has been able to provide that behind it when people go and they say, Oh my gosh, we get people going to our site because we get volunteers. People go to the site. There's no question. Okay. They sign up big organizations. How can I help? Yeah, it looks very Just professional. To clarify, he keeps using Carol and not Great Positive because, oh, sorry, you know, do yeah. my no, 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 do my work with Great Positive. I've been meeting, just connecting with so many people and hearing sure. them these amazing stories that I'm actually giving back on the side and kind of just, you know, so I help YOTM with their website a little bit, even though it's not in the core services of Great Positive. Um, and so that's why he just brings up my name, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. I mean, great positive. Yeah, people refer to Carol as Carol or great positive, but one and Well, she's, the, she's the, the face of great positive. Matthew, Matthew's, I guess, in the background a little bit doing the yes. doing engineering stuff, and Carol's the marketer, <laughs> so it's always going to be her her face, I think. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't get to Matthew be is front just center, as important. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. yes. He has done some good, amazing things as well, yes. You're the great guy behind the great girl. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's absolutely amazing what you guys have created. Um, you know, where you are at your stage of life, the age that you are, and just, you know, this is just absolutely incredible. And I'm just so thrilled um, that you've allowed me to be a part of it by, by helping to share it. And Richard, the you know, what you guys are doing is, is fantastic with, both of the nonprofits that you're working with, um, really good stuff. Thank you so much for letting us know. Definitely, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Take Carol. care. Thank you, Matt. Bye. Bye. One of the things um, that I struggled with 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 the good radio was I wanted to keep it positive and I wanted to be able um, to get people to help. You know, some of the core projects that I felt, you know, through the people that I've met on, on the radio that, that, you know, we wanted to continue to help, whether it was, you know, monetarily or in kind or just through um, connections with, with people that could help them. Um, you know, we're going to Kickstarter shortly and I wanted to make a video um, that was positive. You know, so many times we, we look at, at this nonprofit world or the giving world. And, and they think, well, you have to make people cry. You have to touch their emotion in order to get their money. And I thought, I want to touch their emotion without making them cry. Maybe they can laugh mm-hmm. and cry. But I, I mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to change it because I don't want to see sad dogs and sad kids. I want to see people, you know, the other side. They've come through it now. Here's the other side. They're happy, right? So mm-hmm. are you yeah. thinking about that or did you think about that too? Absolutely. Um, I was actually just thinking about something similar as you were saying that it's, it's the whole idea of, you know, we were talking about earlier about, you know, it's okay if you're not giving money, but in, you know, if you're volunteering, that's fine too. You know, you're not a bad person if you can't give back as well. I mean, right. it's, it's just the too often we're caught up in all the negative aspects of life and also jumping to conclusions and judging people really it's just when you get people thinking about good things mm-hmm. you know a lot of times those people end up doing good things eventually whether it's tomorrow or even 5 years from now and really it's a the positive impacts go a long way on the news we we only hear about bad things when right. the rest of society and the world is doing amazing things way more good than bad and we're so focused on the bad all the time and right. so, you know, with your intention with the show, I think 
that's it's it's a great thing because too often we're we're connected to the negative and yeah i know it, it pulls strings on people's hearts and gets people emotionally um fired up and they want to do something but i don't i've i've never witnessed that having any better of an impact than being positive and, and telling the great story. I'm influenced by people that are out there doing great things because I want to be mm-hmm. like them. Mm-hmm. So, and I think it's, it, I think we all are like when, when there's a, a great person in the room and telling great story, you want to be like them. You want to go do the same type of thing. So I right. emotionally powerful. You want to feel than, good as them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm wondering, you know, because you're meeting so many nonprofits and you're seeing their their stories and their videos, um, how many are leaning towards the negative story versus the positive storytelling? Um, I think the really uh-huh. successful nonprofits are just being factual. They're not they're not showing, um, you know, children in really dire situations unless they are just painting a reality of, you know, here's how we can help, not here are all the bad numbers. Right. It's, yeah, but yeah, they're focusing more on the transparency, like Matt said, the facts. Like, the, because, you know, you're helping out, you're donating, you're volunteering, this is the impact you're making. And so they actually have been focusing more on the positive side of things, which is, a, it, which is refreshing to see. It's very refreshing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things I always tell people, because I'm, I'm also a coach, um, is is that when you want business experience that you don't have, go volunteer. You know, there was somebody who really wanted to be a project manager, and I said, well, go volunteer with a with an organization as a project manager and get that experience. And then you can take that and translate that back into the real business world, and you can say, yes, you know, to work for Habitat for Humanity as a project manager. Well, you know, that's really amazing, and now you can go back and get a job as a project manager because you have mm-hmm. that experience, even if you weren't paid for it, you, you, you're going to get paid for it by taking, you know, mm-hmm. those tools now and transferring it back to a paying job. Yeah, I would. And that's a great, that's a, a great point too, is like in, in general, I, I would advise anybody, like any person go out there, find something they care about and do it for someone else for free. Just do it. It's amazing how, that type of Feels work good. can influence your life and where you where where you lead yourself in life because a lot of the things that I've learned are not because I made a bunch of money this way or got a lot of attention this way. It's because I found myself impacting other people more. And so I mm-hmm. became connected to that. And then there are ways to um, – to have a successful, like, be successful financially and, and in any other aspect of life, but also do really great work for others. Um, it's out there, you and you can create those paths for you. So anybody who's we need to give your web address. We need to give out some of your stuff because we've only got two minutes left. Can you believe it? Wow, time flew. Wow. <laughs> okay, Carol, give us your your web address. Sure, it's just greatpositive.com, great, G-R-E-A-T, positive.com. And we're also All on Twitter, word. Instagram, Tumblr, and LinkedIn. Um, and just a quick shout-out, this Sunday is Positive Thinking Day, and we're actually hosting our first tweet chat, and the theme is Turning Positive Thinking into Positive Action. Um, which is oh, like why that. we're so excited to be on your show because that's what you're all about. I love your intro to the radio. It's everything we're about to. And so together uh, we're going to make a big okay, difference, I'm old, Frankie. <laughs> I'm, I'm old. Yeah. What's a tweet chat? <laughs> we got 90 <laughs> seconds. Tell us what a tweet chat is real quick. <laughs> a tweet chat, you know, you go around. It's, it's based around a hashtag, so it's great positive chat. And people will chime in. We're going to ask a series of questions like, you know, about the positive thinking and how they're giving back, and you join in a conversation nice. through Twitter. Yeah, that's it. Wow, it's just I love tweeting that. with a hashtag. Yep. Oh, and what time is that going to be at? 8 p.m. Eastern Time this Sunday. Okay, I'm going to try to remember that. Well, Carol Luong and Matthew Martindale, you guys are absolutely amazing. They are the co-founders and founders of The Great Positive, and if you are somebody who wishes to volunteer or you are a nonprofit who wants to increase your, your funding and the impact that, that is happening um, or that you need to happen in your world, then definitely uh, reach out to them, to The Great Positive, and get yourself on their website and sign up and get some uh, – I mean, just the forms and everything that you guys create is absolutely amazing. 
I'm rushing because we got 20 seconds and I know it's going to go boom, 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 boom. So thank you again so much for being my guest today. I, again, I love everything that you guys do and I'm just so pleased and proud to know you. Have yourselves a wonderful thank day you. wherever you are in the world and we will be talking to you shortly. You guys take care. Thank, thank you, you so everyone. Thank you, Frankie. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye-bye.